Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. My apartment is as dirty as my mind. I'm an enigma wrapped in bacon-dipped chocolate money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I'm literally dying from that, you guys. Oh my god, I literally, as soon as you said bacon, like the... The humorous Jew in me was like, I love whatever this is. I love love an Erica Jane throwback. I love a callback. I love a protein. I love a moment. And I love this cast. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 215. And I'm so excited to be joined by, you know her as the host of Reality Checked on Radio Andy Sirius XM. You know her as a video impressionist on Watch What Happens Live, including as the iconic Mama D this past week. And you also now know her as a forthcoming author, an authoress. Uh, The woman is taking over every empire in every industry, and I'm so glad she's back on Andy's Girls. Everybody welcome Amy Phillips. Oh, thank you. I love you, Sarah. Thank you for having me. I love being here. I like to get settled into your pod and and just take a take a step back and really analyze the shit out of everything. It's so fun oh to do. That's God. what I love about your podcast. Like you really pull down the layers. Like you get in deep. Like you are a surgeon of housewives. <laughs> you know, you really Thank are. You. I love it. Thank you. I I'm you know it's my little my little Grey's Anatomy Meredith Grey Q E R soundtrack. I really <laughs> do try to get as surgical as I possibly can. Shout out botched. That would have made more sense, maybe. Botched, yes. Botched. Botched. 
Yeah. The doctors. Listen, tell me about this. I am so excited. We were just talking for a hot (laughs) second before we started recording. Your upcoming book, Cook It, Spill It, (laughs) Throw It, the Not-So-Real Housewives parody cookbook. I mean, are we kidding? Not since I had the Boxcar Children cookbook have I so looked forward to a moment like this. Well, I got to tell you, it it took me by surprise. Um, (laughs) Because, like, (laughs) I was like, what? Yeah, so... Chef Stewart O'Keefe came up with this idea. Oh, shit. Came up with this idea and was like, you know, I can do the recipes. Like, I can do the real food, but I need somebody who can do the, write the jokes and write the headers and come up with the titles and stuff that are based off of housewives moments and people and all this stuff. And I was like, this is, I never in a million years would have thought this would have made sense. And yet, does especially after now writing it i'm like oh this is so fun like basically turning housewives into food like basically turning moments into food or that's inspired by you know the what happens on the show and it's just really fun there were so many recipes that or titles that we came up with recipes that we came up with that like couldn't even make it in the book because there's just so many things because if you think about it every single time they're having a fight like they're at the table eating and even if we don't know what's on the table we're extrapolating from what inspires us about that moment and turning it into food. So I mean, and there's I just think like Vanderpump rules, you gotta have some pasta. Like Oh my god. New right. Jersey could be literally anything. <laughs> you could make it literally anything and it would make perfect sense. There's yes. so many Mama D something with ketchup. Maybe yes! it's a bottle of ketchup and call it the Mama D. I mean, there's it's, so much potential. There is a recipe for uh I don't give a rip ribs with Mama D signature ketchup. That's exactly right. And it's made with ketchup. The so- you're you're exactly on track. So that's what it is. Wow. Oh my God. And Andy wrote the four. Yes. Yeah. This that was like really cool. Huge. That was really, really cool. Yeah. It was really fun for him to kind of jump into it and then kind of realize as he was writing it, oh, wow, this really does kind of come together. Because if you think about it, all the housewives are always talking about food. And he even says it in interviews and stuff in the past. He said, like, we leave in when they order food, they leave it in there on purpose because they, they find it, he finds it to be very fascinating as to what they order and what they like. So I, it's, it's food is a big part. I love hearing their food orders. Yeah. I love when they go to a restaurant and it's like, what's going to happen? Or Ramona is like verbally assaulting someone right. at a bar because of her muddled milk, uh, muddled milk, muddled <laughs> in her like vodka soda or whatever yes. godforsaken cocktail she's invented on East, you know, 73rd. I mean, it's <laughs> fascinating. Yeah, we have the singer, stinger, sipper. Okay. <gasps> so yeah, and it's like, there is some muddling in there. There's the right amount of ice. It's in a wine glass with a straw. There's Pinot Grigio. So, like, you know, it's very inspired by Ramona Singer, her drink. I would love, when is the book coming out? November 2nd. It's on pre-sale now, but it's coming out November 2nd. What I want in the world, aside from world peace, actually prior to world peace, is you to do an Instagram (laughs) live with, like, Ramona 
maybe Dolores. I don't know why I want to see like Dolores uh-huh. in the mix or Teresa, which feels like a more obvious choice. And somebody else, who cares? Somebody somewhere. And like walk them through making the singer stinger. Yes. Yes. Like, I need to yes, see yes, that. Yes. I need to okay. see a group, you and a group of housewives. <laughs> And having to like explain to them what a glass is. Here's the thing that we used to measure. Ramona's going to get impatient immediately. Oh, absolutely. She's making things on her own. A hundred percent. And it. hopefully Ramona will have it. her straws in her bag like she did on that one episode. She carries the straws around. But you're right. It doesn't just arrive like that. Someone has to make it. So we will. I've got your back. We're, we will a hundred percent do that. I'm, we're going to make it happen. I prior to world peace. I'm. Thank so, you for I mean, making that the caveat. <laughs> Priorities, okay. This is the vaccine. This okay? is the Take vaccine. Take out whatever we've already injected into our bodies. Don't tell Dr. Fauci. He'll be first in line. He'll be like, you know what? I was wrong. This is it. This is what <laughs> oh my God. So, P.S. Amy, how are you? How's your pandemic going? How's life? How's La La? How's LA? Oh How's my God. How's the radio? Oh, it's great. The show is so fun. It's such a wonderful. I'm sure you feel the same way about your podcast. It's like so, it's very therapeutic. It's so nice to come together with people who love the housewives, take calls from people again. And it's just been really, really great. Um, the pandemic, I I see the light at the end of the tunnel like many people do. And I've got my first vaccination and, um, you know, just waiting on the second. And my daughter's going back to school next week. So that's really exciting. I'm oh, so happy so for her. Excited. What what year is she? What grade is she at? Well, she's three, so she's only going to this like oh, pre preschool. You know, oh, cool. she'll be four in June, but yeah, she's going to this like preschool thing and uh, preschool thing. Oh. Great, I sound like a real hands-on mom. <laughs> um, I don't know, no, but I am so thrilled for her because just not being able to interact with kids socially has just been mm. so heartbreaking, like yeah. heartbreaking, and just having as many mothers and par- and fathers have experienced with their kids, like it's just sad to not be able to have your child do regular things, you know? And um, so I'm really looking forward to that for next week. Thank God. There was this huge, I want to say like almost cover story or cover story. It was either New York Magazine or the New York Times that Mm -hmm. came out months ago. Mm -hmm. And it just talked about the impact of COVID on kids when it comes to like the development cycle Mm -hmm. at any year from like high school to you know, going into pre-K and it was just, I actually couldn't finish it. I was like, I, this is like too much for me. It was. <laughs> and I don't have children. Yeah. I had a fish, but he passed. I you know, know like, I, I even, heard. I'm, I'm so sorry. I am so. sorry though. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm not going through this experience as a parent and I cannot imagine just. Or a child. The stress yeah. of that alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a child mm-hmm. and having to ugh, almost try to make peace with such a complicated chaotic world at too young an age i mean just shout out to all the parents and and caregivers out there because you guys are are already you know the responsibility that you must feel plus throw in a global pandemic i mean it's unbelievable no it's really it's fucking horrible it's 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 also like you feel as a mother um, I'm have to be her mother, but like in this situation, I have to be her friend because she has no friends to play with, you know. So it's like trying to create that balance to and and really giving her as much time as I possibly can, you know. Every second that I'm not like working, I am with her, trying my hardest to like, you know, 
keep her spirits up and try to normalize things a little bit. And it, it helps that, you know, I have a, a background in, you know, and obviously comedy and like improv and stuff like that. So I'm not afraid to like get on the floor and be like, you know, uh, it's like, mommy, be a monster. No, be a baby monster. No, you're a baby monster in jail. No problem. I can do that. Like, I, I'm happy to do it. But it's also, you know, hard to switch gears when you're just like, now it's time to clean up your toys. Now, you know, you need to listen to me. We need to do these things. And it's just, you know, um, and then her asking questions like, well, I had to explain the coronavirus to her finally, you know, why everything is closed and why can't we go to Disneyland and all this stuff. So, you know, it's just, um, it's just, it's sad, it's tough, but, but, you know, people do say kids are resilient and I have, I have a real love hate with that phrase because I feel like, well, no, they're not because that's why we're screwed up as adults because we're not resilient as kids, you know? (laughs) I mean, we go through shit and that's what forms us and that's why we have the baggage that we have because we're not resilient because we're human, you know? We're we're soft, we're like things affect us and that's why things happen to us later in our life. But but, however, I mean, that's probably a very negative way to look at that term, um, that kids are resilient, but but resilient in terms of, I think, a lot of the kids during this pandemic and stuff, I think they will be resilient. I think that they will overcome this and be okay and bounce back. And I think that everything's going to be all right. I mean, that's that's a trying to look at it from a positive aspect. Well, and I don't know if this is like negative Nelly at all, but I would think about the trauma that has sort of been created that will take a long time for people to unpack mm-hmm. and that's just people that's years age, later too yeah years later mm-hmm. when it's like when we, people feel comfortable taking off their masks what's that experience like interacting with people and and wondering you know have they been vaccinated before i even know their name i mean there's mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of layers here mm-hmm. and i would think from a communal perspective there is a difference between having a terrible, horrible tragedy in your personal life, mm-hmm. which an ordinary stranger, someone you meet during the day, isn't necessarily going to know about, understandably so, and having to figure out how to acclimate to a new environment, knowing that you have these, you know, pieces of yourself that you're still trying to treat, mm-hmm. right? think about all of the kids all over the world that are going through this it is sort of a communal experience Ah. so the hope is that it gets translated I would think on a global stage not in an easier way but I would hope that people are looking at each other Mm. and realizing like I'm struggling but also you are because we all had to experience this regardless of whether or not we wanted to oh that 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 almost makes me cry that is a really great way to look at it because you're not isolated in your experience everyone's experiencing it so in a way you have that bond you have that community and you're getting through it together I think that's a great way to look at it I I never thought about it that way I mean, so there you go. You come on, Andy. That's why I like it. That's why I like it here. I yell about somebody and then I call it a day. Um, can I ask you 30 questions, Amy Phillips, because I am obsessed with you? So listen, you know how this show is like about... You. <laughs> you know how this show is like ostensibly about the Real Housewives? Yeah. Which is important, et cetera. Um, obviously, I've seen everything uh, forever and ever. Amen. I can't stop thinking about Summer House. Are you watching Summer House? Yes. Are you experiencing Summer House? Yes, I am. And I was just um, talking about this on my show because of the reunion. (gasps) And I was saying that Summer House is its own entity. It should not be Housewives. Mm -mm. And I think that Hannah was experimenting with what to do in Summer House. She was having a really experimental 
season where it was like she was trying to make it something that it isn't and shouldn't be. And so now I hope she realized that, that this this lesson was made. I mean, I hope that's my opinion. I hope that she realizes that doesn't work. You can't shoehorn drama into it. I mean, but also in Housewives, you kind of can. I mean, that's the difference is that like you can, we, I expect that from Housewives. I expect them to sometimes, you know, do the things that they do with the different tropes and and have um, social media fights that that all transpire that transition into the season. But like Winter House, I'm sorry. Wait, did you say? Am I talking about Winter House or Summer House right now? Did you ask you're, me? About- you're, you're on the right path. Okay, Summer House, Summer House. This okay, is exactly right. Okay, exactly perfect. Right. So Summer House needs to keep it in the Summer House. Like they don't need to do the things that housewives need to do. They don't need to have Twitter fights or get involved on the gram and call each other out on podcasts and start making things messy outside of the house. Let's keep it tight. Let's keep it in the Summer House where all the drama can happen. If the drama does happen, and if it doesn't, that's okay because. It's fun watching a bunch of people have fun together and actually be friends. That's what I love about it. What do you that's think? That's what I love. About, I think that's so smart. And I do feel like there is a little housewifery that's happening, <laughs> which is like standing out. Housewifery. Housewifery, which is standing out for being sort of an odd choice. I mean, I was transfixed during the reunion. I never watch anything live ever. And I was like, I need to watch oh, this live. Wow. That says a lot. Right? I was like, I cannot, and God forbid I stay away from Instagram for like three seconds. Like, I want to be able to experience this so when I see the memes, I don't have like any information. (laughs) Oh, yes. Actually watching the app. I hear you. I hear you on that. Yeah, I have to not look at social media at all until I'm done with these because it's a spoiler. Yeah. And it also, it might change your perspective of how you're watching things. Good point, yeah. And Mm -hmm. like influencing opinion. But like, I watched what happened and there were so many layers I mean there was Lindsay essentially saying you don't belong here we don't like you this is a show about people liking each other which I felt like was Hmm. I sort of understood what she was saying but I also understood the other perspective of like yeah did this did Hannah start off being a a great friend of all of you guys did she have the history with you Hannah and Paige no but did they bring a lot of value to the show yes it was Mm -hmm. part of the reboot it was you know there's summer house og Mm -hmm. and then summer house 2.0 and people are watching invested in Mm 2.0 nobody really cares about og (laughs) you know what i'm saying so there was aspects of like you don't want to be friends with us and it's like yeah that might be true because she doesn't have the history Mm. and the stakes are different because they were kind of set up by the show. Yes, that's true. A right. And then that changes the, things. That changes the perspective change a lot, things. actually. And also, you know, Hannah had said publicly and uh, elsewhere that there was an element of misogyny and uh, toxicity inherent in this season. And watching her use those words in as Kyle said as buzzwords Mm. as soon as he said that I was like oh shit that's why this feels off Mm. there is there are a lot of comparisons in my head between like this and some aspects of what Jen Shaw has been doing on social and on Salt Lake City where she's using buzzwords albeit uh, important 
facets of the Black Lives Matter movement, she's using terms in order to possibly support an agenda she has or play defense. And with Hannah, a very different situation. But with Hannah, I felt like, yes, she's using these terms that are important, mm -hmm. that, uh, that carry with it um, uh, a large number of history of understanding and of of depth mm -hmm. that a lot of women experience and are going through when it comes to like misogyny and toxic masculinity but she's using it to hide from her own poor behavior mm -hmm. mm. which is tough to watch yeah that is you articulated it perfectly and i think that that's why they were all coming at her i was really mm -hmm. I, I struggle with a gang up i don't like a gang up at all no, i don't like a gang up nope yes. and i they were ganging up on her but the problem is is like i'm like hannah i want to save you from this gang up i did feel like she was protected on one side she had Paige, on the other side she had sierra and it seems like they have her back yeah they do they definitely do they definitely do um but i thought but you keep doubling down like you said on these terms you keep doubling down on this and you're not seeing it you're not even um being flexible or open to what they're actually saying to you you could pivot in this moment to use a, a ridiculous trendy term and say <laughs> like maybe i shouldn't have used those terms i don't see you as misogynistic um kyle you know i don't i don't see i don't see you as this way luke or whatever i mean i don't know if she owes luke anything but i will say painting the picture that Kyle is, you know, a chauvinist. I didn't, I haven't seen that out of him. And have you? No, I think he's been an annoyance at some point. Sure. But not a chauvinist. Okay, right, I think it's, right. Okay, good. I, I mm -hmm. think he's, I think he can, you know, he gets involved a little bit sometimes in, a, in Amanda's stuff in a way that's probably not helpful for her or him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, she doesn't need him to, uh, develop her voice she can do that on her own mm -hmm. but so there are points where I'm like Kyle stop but at the end of the day of course I definitely don't see any examples of that I don't right, right. Hannah was doubling down yeah she was furthering she was this doubling narrative down. Yeah. and that was a really it was an uncomfortable watch I know I'm so curious to see if she's gonna come around for the second reunion because it sure doesn't look like the writing on the wall is there because at this point she's she's crying and it, she she I think she feels cornered which I completely yeah. understand yep and so when you're cornered you're gonna start lashing out which which I get and if that's what she's doing in this moment I I, I completely get it but she has to take ownership for the she's done and said and it's just like not happening I also was so confused just like the cast members like they were like are we were we watching the same show were we on the same show mm -hmm. that is literally the, the the question I walked away with going I'm I watched this I just do not see her point I I want to I want to be women supporting women all day long <laughs> every lady and I just am like I can't and I and it made me understand why Paige was so silent because she can't really she wants to be there for Hannah but she can't really say anything because I think she knows deep down that she's obviously wrong it's so bizarre um and Hannah with the crying so much it just was like you're crying for the wrong reasons I think you're crying because you're confusing you don't know how to get out of this but at some point you're gonna have to like own up to what you've done because these people are not gonna like 
stand for it anymore. And now the trust with the audience is gone because all I kept mm-hmm. thinking was in my head, I just kept hearing Vicki Gunvalson be like, liar face, you're a liar face. Because everything she was saying just wasn't adding up at all. I'm like, you're totally lying, right? Am I the only one? I mean, it, 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 it was tough to watch. I don't know how she can come back from this. How is she going to come back to the summer house? I don't know. I mean, even with Paige, I thought Paige had a great season. And when Paige was saying, you know, she said a couple things that I thought was interesting. One, when she's like, listen, I don't need to constantly tell my friend when they're fucking up. Yeah. Like, I'm here to support this person, but I'm not responsible. I'm not her mother. Them. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not her mother. And then she's like, she said at one point when they were all yelling, I think she was like, listen, Hannah had a really shitty <laughs> summer. She like did a lot of stuff over and over again repeatedly. She was a horrible, you know, she was awful, but that doesn't make her a bad person. That's right. I, oh my God. I forgot about that part. That was so key. My mind. I, cause that's kind of, that was so key. The defense of team Hannah, Hannah is like, yeah, she does all this stuff. It's really bad. And she does it repeatedly. And sometimes she doubles down. But, like, she's a good person. And then Hannah's yeah. like, I didn't do any of this stuff. You guys did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and P.S., if I did do some of that stuff, it was just as a reaction to something that you did. Ooh, oh, and that, that was actually me. a reaction yeah. to something that I said, it doesn't really matter because I think that you're toxic and bad. And it's it's a wild That is tough. Journey. Oh, my God. That was, yeah, nothing. Everything is deflection. Everything is put off on someone else. It's wild to watch. She's, like, on her own planet she's on her she's on a like a different show it's wild and it feels practiced which is what's so concerning Mm. to me because I don't think Hannah is interested in having a conversation outside of this and because this feels so inorganic and inauthentic it doesn't leave a lot of room for them to meet in the middle because they're never going to Kyle is never going to agree that he was behaving in a manner that was emblematic of Tosk toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. and Hannah does not seem interested in saying uh, anything other than the fact that Kyle is responsible for her triggers Mm. which is a very different kind of conversation where it's like even if Hannah was genuinely triggered by this Mm -hmm. which I don't I don't know but I will give her the benefit in that sense Mm -hmm. even if she was yeah absolutely not responsible for that yeah you are Mm -hmm. you're not Mm. this is like it's the Demi Lovato (laughs) Froyo just because somebody says that they're triggered doesn't mean that the opposing person or ice cream shop in like (laughs) is guilty (laughs) it doesn't mean they did anything wrong it just means that you have some work that you have to do and also speaking of Demi Lovato if you are walking in into an environment that you know is going to be triggering Mm -hmm. don't go in with Hannah for next season I don't know that I could see an argument from her uh, as to coming back if given the option which I assume would be presented because she's saying very clearly that the environment to her is toxic and triggering why would you want to yeah why would you want to come back? And Kyle's mm. not going to change in that way. Mm-hmm. He is who he is. Right. That's such a good point. And you're right about the trigger thing because people have triggers that are could be as subtle as 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 mm-hmm. a spring breeze. Yes. And that just because it's subtle and you may not see it or feel it, it doesn't mean that it's not a trigger for someone else. So again, 
The Demi Lovato example is the perfect example because it doesn't take away from what she goes through in those situations. And when she when she was like, I had to say something because my gut told me to speak up. Well, her gut is telling her to do something. And you can't argue with that. Hannah's gut is telling her these things. You can't argue with what Hannah's feeling, but there does come a time when you have to kind of figure out, especially if other eyes are seeing it, you know, when the verdict is you're wrong, <laughs> you kind of have to start to look at it a different way. And that's where you, you got to do the work. You got to do the therapy work. You, I mean, I'm sorry, but you have to. And that's, I think that for for Hannah to be throwing around these terms and then not really seeing the forest through the trees at the end of the day at the reunion, when you got to see the forest through the trees at the reunion or you're screwed. I mean, she has how many reunion episodes? Is this going to be two? two. Okay. Two total. Yeah, next week is the second parter. So, yeah, I don't know how she's going to come back from this. She had her opportunity and she just cried, you know? She cried and she was doing, like you said, the doubling down. And and let me ask you this because I'm curious. What do you think? Um, do you think that she has her role on Bravo chat room? What do you think that's like? Because I look at Twitter and I'm like, people don't like her. How can you have a person who's on this show you know, be a panel expert and isn't likable, what are you going to do? Do you think she's going to lose her job? So I don't think she does that job poorly. I think she's good at it. I don't know. I mean, it sort of depends on the strategy that each of these women face when they have to cover their own fran- a franchise as episodes air. Giselle obviously has been, you know, uh, at both sides of the spectrum when it comes mm. to what the audience is thinking and feeling about her. I mm-hmm. think Hannah, as of right now, is much more polarizing. And, and Portia is, you know, as many people have rightly called her, Portia Luther King. I mean, I Portia, to me, honestly, cannot do No, I agree. Right I now. mean, that's like, a, just like, yeah. I, I, just I just can't. <laughs> like, any argument that she made on the reunion, I was like, that's fine with me. Like, <laughs> moving forward, I'm totally obsessed with you. With Hannah, I don't know how much it will factor into her future on chat room because I don't know how much she talks about Summer House to begin with. I feel like they've made a strategic decision not to have this necessarily be like the pulpit for these women to add their own narrative or maybe they leave it up to the women and I don't know that Hannah would want to go anywhere near this because she understands that her brand right now with Summer House is possibly toxic but I actually think more about when it comes to Hannah, I think less about chat room, apologies to chat room, love you guys so much, and more about the Giggly Squad because that's where Hannah's really been able to monetize mm-hmm. and amplify her own branding. Mm-hmm. Like um, Hannah and Paige are sort of united as one. There is, I was talking about this with a friend earlier who was like, I want to unpack the business side to their friendship because mm. what happens if Paige really did disagree or does she feel like she's able to really disagree with her friend without that hurting their, you know, That's very tough... successful pod together. I really, I think Paige probably is a very professional person and recognizes exactly what you're saying. And is like, I can't, I have to compartmentalize. I have to keep it, you know, together. Mm-hmm. And I think Hannah probably has a problem with that because Paige didn't really speak out for her. And I think Hannah would probably have more of a problem with Paige than the reverse. 
But yeah, how do they and go? How from do there? they yeah. cover that? I don't know. How, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what they would do with that. I don't know how that would operate. And I do think that that is such a source of for them amplification and money. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going to happen with them in Summer House, but that's where I really feel like the future is for Hannah more than Chat Room, which is not her own brand. I mean, she is a face of that show but she's not the show to me I think of Giselle more than I think of Hannah mm-hmm. when I think of chat room yeah. and so for Hannah I'm like I don't know how this will swing for her based on the second part but from what people are saying online like the second part is going to be worse for her than the first so oh my god <laughs> god <laughs> well no, I will say bad. that I will it's say that well Let's pose. Let me pose another question on your pad. <laughs> Being an Andy's girl, um, do you think like? All right. Do you do your Andy's girls believe in second chances, third chances, fourth chances? You know, when it comes to these shows. So like, would everyone be comfortable with Hannah coming back and um, and perhaps if she's singing a different tune? Like, are you going to give her that chance? I'll say for myself. I think it would be really compelling to see her journey to what is more of the truthful side of things and really come clean and be raw, be authentic, do exactly what she didn't do this season and really come around, but in a, in a real way. And that's hard to add. That's a, that's a tough thing to ask for, you know, but um, I would, I would welcome seeing it. I would welcome seeing it. But if she comes back singing the same song, I don't want to see it. Where do you stand? Um, I think she should absolutely come back because she supplied so much of what became this season's plot. I think the cast mm. concern and the audience's anger is more directed to her off-camera behavior than her on-camera behavior. I think what Kyle is upset about, Carl is upset about, and allegedly Luke will be upset about has more to do with what she has said about her cast members on her podcast or guesting on other people's, which helps her with her, like, comedy yada yada but in doing so she's weaponizing these friendships or even individuals and I don't know that Hannah has realized yet that there are consequences for her actions like she Mm. she wants to say that she is the comedian she's the funny person so she says this these like very loud brash things and I have no issue with that I mean I say crazy wild jokes I'm constantly interested in towing the line or crossing over it because I think that's interesting and funny or I want to be subversive what I don't do is use stories relating to real people who I have professional and real relationships with as pertaining addiction or mental health in order to get that applause like use yourself use your own story don't Mm. manipulate other people's for your own benefit Mm -hmm. when they likely haven't given you permission or consent. You know, Mm. that's where things get tough for me. And Hannah is a comedian with a capital C. Like this is her, Mm -hmm. this is the life that she's decided to have and live. And I think that's good for her. That's great. But while you're still kind of emerging and coming up, I think that these are things that you should really be thinking about and listening to when people are saying that you referencing real harmful aspects of their life that they are still dealing with 
and you're monetizing it, which is what you're doing when you're going on a podcast and you're saying this stuff, you're you're monetizing it. You're hoping that it helps your brand. You're hoping, uh, you know, maybe some of these people sell tickets or follow me online, whatever it is. I don't know that Hannah realizes that there are real consequences. I think that she thinks, well, if I apologize to Carl for that thing I said two years ago, mm-hmm. that's over. But for Carl, he's saying the damage, the damage is has been ongoing. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the damage is done and it has been done and it's still going on. And I it's still going on. It's a track record to what you're doing. We're telling you the errors of your past. We're bringing out the yeah. skeletons in the closet because it pertains to what's going on here. This is evidence that we're bringing to the courtroom of, of this reunion to show you stop doing this, you know. Um, and every single time that the Giggly Squad is brought up, I think it's the most hilarious thing because they're in this serious <laughs> conversation. They're like, you said it on the Giggly Squad. It's just like the funniest thing to me. I love it. <laughs> Oh, the okay. name of it is the giggly spot, and yet they are like, "There's a lot." Vicious. A lot <laughs> I mean, I am terrified of the giggly. Shout out to any giggly squad people listening. I love you guys. I think you're great. Love your lip gloss. Like, love what you're doing with yourself and your personhood and whatever. And that TV show that you're watching is amazing, and also my favorite as well. Like, I don't want you guys coming anywhere. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs> My God. I'm also curious because, you know, you you know that unlike some housewives, you're not going to be scrolling and looking at what people are saying about you. But I would think that mm. someone of the younger generation, like Hannah, would be people's comments about what they're saying about her. So how does that affect her? Or is she, how, or is she just not looking at it? How does she, how did she get to this point in the reunion and has nothing to say for like she had no reality check at all at any point given the insane amount of comments of the audience is saying like you're wrong how does she not listen how do you survive it you have to decide whether or not you want to take some of it as constructive feedback which i would think is tough when it's coming to a thousand comments at a time or you say they're all they're all wrong Mm -hmm. and this is just the price i pay for reality tv without factoring in there that maybe there is a a lesson in how to uh, humble or be humbled but Mm -hmm. you're on bravo in some ways because that isn't necessarily in your top five you know like Mm -hmm. a humbled experience or humbling experience isn't necessarily something that she has or most people on bravo have ever shown an interest in which gets exacerbated I guess I would say for our benefit mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. is an interesting use of the, the term but um, it doesn't necessarily uh, the Hannah case is more it's different and almost more confusing than it is for a housewife because part of being a housewife is being in this little bubble mm-hmm, right where mm-hmm. you're like in this elitist circle and you have all of these access and opportunities and the thing that people like about summer house is that these are people who are constantly humbling each other because of like alcohol whatever and partying and acting a sloppy hot mess and then waking up and you're still in the house with these people and you have to sort of sometimes answer for yourself and hannah's behavior as you said earlier is more emblematic of a housewife than you know her current cast Mm -hmm. and I don't know how you respond to that I think they're trying to respond to her as cast members on this specific show and she's thinking more globally about the Bravo universe Mm -hmm. and it's just not working out yes 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 yeah it was interesting when Kyle said something along the lines of you go on a podcast and you say I'm 
paid to be friends with this person when like let's keep it together we have the whole point of the show is that we're all friends by doing that i think kyle was saying in a way you're hurting our brand when you say something like that mm. you're hurting the theme of our show the premise of our show the fact that our show exists because we're friends that's what makes our show a show we're not the real housewives we're not another reality show where they casted it even though they there's casting like obviously it's not all going to be authentic it's not all going to be organic but i think what his point was by saying that you're hurting us you're biting the hand that feeds you you're betraying us as you know friends and also you're that what an insult to me you know are we not friends and it is it is wild when thinking in the context of the current franchises because you can see the ways that warring factions work or don't but are applicable to their own unique universes for example the, the warring factions on atlanta which is having a season still <laughs> makes sense like the porsche v kenya of it all it makes sense that these people do not want to be friends with each mm. other and sort of feel like they are at war regardless of how long this can last right on dallas i would say it is much less successful because i do not for a second think that dr tiffany would un in any other circumstance or environment stay with people who she obviously and understandably so takes issue with like with the carry factor the carry with the k factor feels outside the norm of reality when watching this season because it feels like it's not so much warring factions as two entirely different shows mm -hmm. like the carrie and brandy show with mm -hmm. the stephanie cameo and cams somewhere else and then you know the deandra and the tiffany yes, you know like yes, it feels yes, like yes. we're watching two different shows mm, and then there are mm -hmm. temporary factions based on emotion like we're seeing in new jersey where these people all sort of do get along they exist well in the same environment even when they're fighting it makes sense yeah but there can be explosions that can do harm like what Joe Gorga said to Dolores mm -hmm. when he's like, you're a broken bird and mm -hmm. you're without saving and I'm going to run you to like the animal vet and <laughs> no one's going to adopt you because you're so fucked up. Like there's right. ways in which sometimes the fights and the um, elevated experiences mm -hmm. still make sense for the franchises. And then some points where it's like, wow, this season is actually showing there is a significant disease. Yes. <laughs> yes. Place. Wow. A disease. Don't you think a little? Yeah, I, mean, like, I it do. Feels like yes. Dallas is a little bit. No, it's sick. it's a it's a mess. It's a hot Texas mess. And I I do enjoy um, doing impressions of the Dallas ladies. Um, I've really enjoyed Deandra this season more than I mm. ever had. And I, <laughs> I really like, liked her story. Cause I feel like she's actually being herself yeah. for once. And that's, that should yes. be awarded, you know, when you, because after so mm -hmm. many seasons of being on the show, I'm like, wait, who is this? You're, you used to do cocaine and sleep with rock stars and you're unapologetic about it. And yeah, you know, she's, 
anyway, she seems a little bit like this season for me, Deandra, I think has been great. Um, I didn't like how she spoke to Mama D at that party when she was drunk. I didn't like that one bit. I didn't like that one bit. I mean, I didn't like but, how Mama Z was speaking to her. <laughs> that's true. It's kind of equal. Yeah, you're right. It is a very <laughs> like mommy dearest yeah situation. Oh my god, for real. But um, um, yeah. When you're watching Dallas, how does the Carrie factor feel for you? You know, like yet another episode of destructive furniture <laughs> followed by an apology. Followed by a couple women looking at her like, I don't know what I'm doing here with you. And then the rest of the cast trying to kind of clean up her mess. Yeah, she seems like Arrested Development to me. She didn't have, you know, she had a very tough childhood, obviously, with her mother, who she's been talking about. Her mother was an alcoholic. She would go on binge Mm -hmm. drinking episodes for weeks and things like Mm -hmm. that. I mean, talk about a traumatic upbringing. So that speaks volumes it shows it it definitely tells the story of why she does the things she does to me um and to go so far to like not have boundaries and do things like that it's so weird that you wouldn't think like oh this is not okay this is way too far but when you don't have those boundaries you know growing up you don't really know you don't have boundaries yourself so you you act out and and the fact that she doesn't understand that makes perfect sense to me is it if she, you're, you know, you, you, that's how she has always lived. And mm-hmm. unless she starts to check this out, you know, she probably will continue. It's very awkward. Um, and I think it, it was an important conversation for them to have to her, which is like, look, you know, you go too far. You go too far. When you go too far and you're a person who goes too far, you know, there's it's not to say that we all don't go too far at some point in our lives because we all do. But when it's a pattern like that, and I mean, even with Cam being like, girl, what's next, girl? What's a, what are you going to do next, girl? It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, I roll like I roll with you all trying to be a therapist right now. It's just not working. I appreciate you trying because <laughs> you have to do something. But, you know, it is a little bit I feel bad uh, for Carrie in that she experienced obviously some serious trauma growing up and seems to me like she is breaking the pattern in some way um, because her daughter said that. And I I do believe when her daughter said that, I thought that was so important for me as a viewer to watch because I get concerned about the kids, you know? We all get concerned about the kids because you're like, Carrie, you're, you know, you're pouring tequila down someone's throat. That doesn't happen when you're an adult. I'm sorry. Like, it's it's strange. Um, So uh, that can, her behavior is very concerning to me. And that's not the kind of behavior that I want to see on a show. It makes me uneasy. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel uh, like they're out of control. And it makes me concerned for their well-being. So I think that that lady's trying to navigate their way through that is another awkward thing. Everything about it, this just two left feet, you know, two left feet all season long. I think it'll be great to wrap it up and move forward. I don't know what they're going to do next. With Carrie, how much of her like being like, this is so fun because I'm drunk. Everybody binge drink and then hit each other and have a great time. How much of that do you think is Carrie's idea of fun times maybe being impacted by the fact that she did grow up with a parent who was an alcoholic and and probably saw a lot around the idea of like binge drinking Mm -hmm. how much of that is Carrie thinking this is genuinely 
what I do for a laugh mm-hmm. and Carrie thinking this is entertaining for an audience. Yeah, I think that you're on to something there for sure. I think she does realize she's probably on a show, but I also think she really is super lit. Like she probably is super drunk yeah. and is doing these things in the midst of being so drunk because she drinks so much on the show. Um, so, but I do think that there is something to be said about like when you have a camera on you and you already have that ability to cross boundaries where you shouldn't, and then you have a camera on you, you're probably going to do it tenfold. And that's what's a little disturbing about it. <laughs> right. I mean, salsa also, on a bed. I mean. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like <laughs> Carrie Sober is not a whole lot better than <laughs> Carrie's behavior when she's intoxicated. She just so happens to not be able to u- be able to use the excuse of like, I, you know, I was just like kind of out of it and I'm sorry. Right. Like you were in full, you had full capability to respond with sober thinking Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is frankly different thinking than non-drinking thinking Mm -hmm. you know like not not drinking does not mean you are living a sober life it means you're not drinking Mm -hmm. and for Carrie it's like when she's not drinking I don't know that she's thinking with a sober mind Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense yeah and it's, it's a cyclical type of thing and I but I also think that what proves your point is when she's trying to apologize to that man for saying he has a little pee-pee. I was like, um, this is so uncomfortable to watch. And I really did not. I hated that. I hate that they had somebody from the outside in which they insulted. And you just feel bad for a vulnerable person who just isn't in the reality television. They just came to do something stupid and fun. And then they get insulted and then they got to bring them back on camera. It just all of it was just so weird. And then her apology was like so strange. It was almost like, do you know how to give an apology? I don't. I was not here for that storyline uh, at all, at all. And it's been kind of cringy. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Keep keep going. Keep going. I was just going to say been kind of cringy. at the beginning of the season, I was really enjoying watching Carrie and Deandra have their odd couple chemistry where they were calling each other out and they were bickering like an old couple because because that was coming from such a real place because they had done their trunk shows together. They had traveled and they'd really gotten to know each other. (laughs) Like on their own time. Off camera, they had done, I don't want to say the work, but I think they genuinely and authentically got to know each other on a different level. So they were bringing that familiarity into the show and their relationship. And I thought, this is great because I really believe you guys kind of really annoy each other and it's real so I was really here for that at the beginning of the of the season but then that kind of went away with everything else and <sighs> deep cleansing I'm so breath glad you said that because I forgot all about it and it was and so long ago start- oh my god it felt like so long ago <laughs> and this season is never ending this season is the punishment <laughs> for some sort of crime that someone's gonna tell me I did at some point in time and I'm gonna be like oh my god I'm so Sorry, this country and this world for punishing all of us with this. I know. I, I also do feel like, you know, I, I slam it so hard, but I also do feel like at the end of the day, it's been a pandemic and they did give us a show. Uh huh. And yeah, so, this is technically a show. This is yep. technically a show. They showed up for filming, they got glam done, they showed mm-hmm. up and did scenes, they put their lives on the line. You know, mm-hmm. they were doing everything they could, you know, safely with COVID. So part of me has to take a step back and be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to factor that into your grading. And uh, <laughs> just hopefully when we're out of this, 
You guys can all redeem yourselves. You're like, nope, not not a good enough excuse. Do you, who do you think is even, who do you want to see back from that cast? Like, or, or maybe a better way to put that, like, do you think that there are storylines here that are redeemable for a future season. I mean, I think if they got rid of Brandy and Carrie, it, it could work. Um, I, I'd like to see Deander come back. Um, I, I just really love watching Cam's life on such a yeah, one-dimensional level. It's just I'm silly. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Give me a $9 million house, <laughs> argue about it, whatever. Give me the house tour because unlike Cam, I actually really do enjoy them. So... <laughs> Let's not use that against each other. It's one of my favorite things to watch watch people do. Um, no, I completely agree with you. And do you think that Dr. Tiffany will even be back? I hope so. I, I've, I've liked her on the show. And I hope that she does come back. I don't think... So I, I also think that, like, having a housewife for one season is just not enough to know what their potential is. Mm-hmm. And I think that... They, this whole brand, taking Brandy out of the scenario for next season, if they do bring her back, I think that will be a nice reset. We're not coming in with that baggage that she has to be on the show to explain this or teach us a lesson. Although very grateful that that happened and she was so eloquent in doing that and, and really, I think did a great job. And also when the ladies were coming at her and whether you want to call it freshman hazing or whatever, um, she held her own at every step of the way. Um, and so, and I want to see if she finally gets the recipe for the her mother's and her grandmother and her great-grandmother's dumplings. Yes! I totally, <laughs> I want to see her move forward with her mom. I think that was a really interesting moment. I mean, I would be curious if Brandy doesn't come back, which I almost really think, honestly, is by choice. I really think it would be Brandy being like, hey, this isn't for me. Mm. I wonder Good if point. Stephanie would go out with her because Brandy in many ways has shielded Stephanie recently. I mean, Mm. Stephanie has absolutely been vulnerable and honest with sharing her own experiences, her own life in previous seasons, which has been incredibly impactful. But this season, it (laughs) feels like she is trying to overprotect and defend Brandy. Mm -hmm. And also a benefit to her is that Brandy is the headline story right so her storyline can like you know be like I'm being a great friend to you she doesn't necessarily have to share as much I would be curious to see what happens if she's you know really kind of being forced to be center stage you know without hopefully an angel edit behind her wait so are you saying that you want to see Brandy come back and not Stephanie no 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 oh, never, oh. never again no, 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 no. No, Brandy, Brandy, bye-bye. Bye-bye, Brandy. Brandy okay, that's what I thought. I, I want to make sure. Okay. No, definitely not. No, no, but not Stephanie stuff, at all. Okay. The Stephanie stuff, I at one point was like, I don't care if she returns because I don't feel like... Yeah. I, I don't know what she is bringing of value uh, Yes, right I now. understand what you're saying. The two of them together do make like one cast member. And so if you right. take one out... And and despite the fact that, like, if you were to keep them both in, it would be a compelling storyline because of everything that's going on with Brandy in terms of Brian and the cheating and all this stuff. So that would be exposed. But if you take Brandy out and you just have Stephanie, what what where does that leave you? I, I see your point. And you know and what? That would be, be interesting. interesting. Yeah. Could be it inter- could be interesting yeah. if it's just her. It also could be nothing. Mm-hmm. The the the, you know. The Brandy Brian of it all, I'm so glad, not that I'm glad that this happened, obviously, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not like that kind of person, but I am, 
thankful that Andy is asking it at the reunion, which does save us from the dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Oh, it would have been nice to kind of uh, be able to watch this play out next season because my guess is it really wouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. It would have been a lot of like false yada yada or hedging bets. I mean, it is incredibly odd to me that during a pandemic when most of these people are working from home, we don't see Stephanie so much with her husband. We mm-hmm. definitely don't see Brandy with her. Right. Carrie's stuff with oh her my God. Like a yeah. head cold, which is very <laughs> oh <my laughs> odd God. to me and probably rehearsed. Like, yeah. those are relationships that I would like to see. And the fact that we didn't get to see it at a time in which they were probably most available makes me think we're definitely not going to get it when they're not you know what i'm saying so it's like right. I, don't, I don't think that we would see a whole storyline of stuff with brandy and brian because we haven't seen him at all so why would he open up about no you know, no he would hide he would hide in one of travis's lockers i mean there's no way we're gonna get <laughs> that story from him <laughs> Yeah, I think you're totally right. And then we look at New Jersey where it's like, what more could these people be revealing to us? I'm so appreciative. I'm so excited that the husbands are going on Watch What Happens. Oh, I don't that remember looks... if that's happened before. No, but I'm... I agree. Has it? I don't think it has I don't, happened before. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think you're right. Has. I don't think it has. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. I'm going to watch it 30 times. <laughs> I already know it. Who's your favorite I'm house not... husband in Jersey? Oh, God. You know, I know I should say Joe the Super. <laughs> probably like the, oh, well, I could say Joe the Super or Evan because I think mm. they're probably the greatest guys. But I got to tell you, anytime that Frank Sr. walks his like fucked up knees into the scene, ambles Just over, a bow-legged ball of love. Oh Just my that God, guy. I love him. <laughs> Just like, and it's so interesting because he's allegedly like dating. He has like a 30-year-old girlfriend or something, IRL. We don't see anything wow. about that. And I'm actually kind of okay with us yeah. not. Because I, I would, like that would throw us head. out of it. It would throw us out mm-hmm. of it. And I like this pretend thing where it's like, yeah, we know they're no longer in a relationship. But are Dolores and Frank maybe soulmates? Like, I, I can't mm. I can't say no. I can't definitively say no. <laughs> and I just think he's so funny and so cute. I mean, I am. I he's the he's the jerk. He's the Santa of NJ, and no one is going to be able to take that away from me. He really is. I mean, a delight, a total delight. Who's your pick? Who's your who's your? I'm going to have to go with just uh, you know, classic Joe Gorga, Gorga's Guide to Success. You know, I'm going to have to go with that. I'm going to have to go with that. Um, Even though I did not like how he spoke to Dolores, Mm -hmm. and I like. But what I liked about that is that he provoked Dolores enough that we got some good yes. Dolores. And I think sometimes Joe is smarter than we think he is. And I think he does this on purpose. I think he knows his role. And I think he, I really do actually think that he tries to come off as misogynistic on purpose to get people going. And he, he knows that he's redeemable because he is loving he's we love him enough at this point we've Mm -hmm. gained his trust so he can say stuff like that with his accent and kind of get away with it like next we'll be like oh we forgot that he called her a fucking you know damaged piece of shit i was like (laughs) you know like how can you bounce back from that you can't i that person would be dead to me i i can't believe he even said that just thinking about it makes me irate but like 
I think that he has obviously earned our trust enough mm-hmm. to have been able to say that. And then Dolores pipes in is like, oh, I don't think so. I don't want to deal with someone like you in my life. And like we're like, yes, Dolores. Um, so part of me is like, I, I do think that Joe Gorga is um, an integral part of the Jersey Housewives. He is actually a housewife. He without him, we haven't we wouldn't have a lot of epic scenes. And I think he brings a lot. I think he's stirring the pot a little too much. Um, He's trying to force things in this season a little bit more than he should. So he's getting a little messy with that. I I see what you're doing, Joe. So maybe take take your foot off the pedal. Let the ladies handle it. But I do love all the men on that show. And so but anyway, final answer, Joe Gorga. Obsessed with you saying Joe Gorka. I don't know why. I find that so unexpected. I know, I, really I know. Do. Well, and it's also an inner turmoil type of thing, too, because I don't like, mm-hmm. because if, if you break it down, you know, Frank, what he did to, to Dolores, it's almost worse to me in my mind. I can't forgive him for what he did to Dolores. So that's almost taking me from choosing him. But I know Joe Gorga so well over the years, so I feel like I have more of a kinship with him. And then Evan, I don't feel like I know in order to choose him. And then Joe Benigno, he's great, uh, but I just don't know him well enough. You know, he's got to get the wallpaper done. Joe, put the wallpaper up. It's taking too long. It's like everything is renovations. Like she's dressing him up, which I love. <laughs> like a doll. <laughs> I love their relationship. I love when she jokes about the fact that they were like having an affair, whatever, whatever that one liner was uh, that she said at one point where she was like, and I told them to go back to his or like his wife called or something, whatever the fuck she yes. said. Yes. I know. I t- I he said to me, take dying. a show. I'm going to take a show. So I don't want to smell like you because my wife is going to find out. I was like, oh my God, salacious. <laughs> and then they're like, she's like, cheers. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> And I love them. Like I know, I know. Like, I'm like, oh my god, because she's not hiding it. Even more for saying it, because she's not she's hiding not it. Hiding yeah, that's it. what it is. I think that's why we must like it, because she's just being open about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even with what Joe said, which I thought was, you know, like garbage in the moment, he is at least communicating how he feels in a way that is purely felt and heard, regardless of how much I disagree with the manner in which he spoke. He's not hedging his bets in any way. And that could be performative. It also just could be him being mm. a little outspoken to mm-hmm. the point of like piece of shit. But mm-hmm. he's, be- I mean, I, it's like, <laughs> it's not the right use of like no choice but to stand. So I'm not going to say that in response to me, someone being like, you're a broken woman. No man is going to love you. How do you live each day of your life? Like, I'm not going to say that, but I'm also like, okay, I'm, I'm, I at least respect But he's saying you deserve better. He's saying you deserve yes. better than David. Or he's saying, I understand why you don't think you do. Mm. Uh, I see so what you're saying. Right. Yes. Emotionally manipulated. And that's probably not his reasoning. But like, you're so, so used to being with a man who is disconnected from you. Mm-hmm. Frank Sr. was like, shut up in everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that you think that this is worthy of you because mm. you don't you don't understand what you actually deserve. Yeah, that's a really good point. And that we, and lest we forget, he called Frank out in that moment too. He's like, I love you, Frank, but you're a piece of shit. Like, you ruined this lady. <laughs> Which I think that his, his point is like, he's acknowledging that Dolores has deep-seated um, pain. Um, but what he's not acknowledging is the other side of that. that. She is an amazing woman that has gotten through that 
She didn't put up with that. She moved on with her life and she's better for it. So it's not that she was ruined and then never was able to repair. She was 100% able to repair. Does she have a past and she have, you know, a, a, a story that is that where she got hurt? Yes, but that doesn't mean that she's completely damaged and can't, you know, have a functioning relationship. And if she wants to get a birthday Porsche, which is so much more expensive than a diamond ring, one would think. I mean, good for her, fully paid for whatever. If she wants to stay with this man who doesn't want to commit with to her, commit to her in the ways that she previously expressed she wants and she stays with him, that's her choice. That's, that's ultimately up to her. Exactly. The rest of the cast can say what they want about what they would like for her and the kind of person they want her to be with, but she ultimately is deciding to be with David by staying with him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What else is there to say? I, I agree. And I think when Jackie was like, I don't understand. I didn't get the memo. Well, you don't need to get the memo. It's our, It's right. been laid out before you. You don't need to have a friend pull you aside and tell you. Like, mm-hmm. we all knew she was expecting a ring. She didn't get it, okay? Right. right. The house is done. She didn't get the ring. You, you don't need to be told that. Put it together and have a little empathy for her situation. Sucks. She wanted that. Totally sucks. So... Mm-hmm. But she's obviously choosing to stay with him. There's nothing to be said. And I mean, I hate to say it, but like Jersey's right. Someone's like, we don't talk about that. Like, we don't need to talk about that. It, the writing is on the wall. It doesn't need to be like a one-on-one conversation where Dolores sits you down and says, I've changed my mind. I don't want the ring. Well, she probably still wants the ring. So it's just that she's moving forward with what's on the table right now. And she's going to figure out what she's going to do. I mean, she even said it like on Watch What Happens Live. Like, I'll leave when I'm ready or I won't leave. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. just let her do what she wants to do. I mean, the fact that she's got Frank and David, maybe those two things are meeting the needs that she needs at this moment in her life. And like, let's just leave it alone. That's a great point. Absolutely. Because I think she is getting so much emotional support from Frank. Mm. And because Frank and David are now like super close, which I'm also very into, she might be able to feel safe enough to continue on the path that she is on now without feeling like she needs to really roll the dice like she's not interested in walking away because she hasn't walked away yeah and Dolores is a woman I think that is very able and capable to make decisions to change her life because she's done that before you know that's right and that's what she spelled out for us at that uh dinner at that uh real estate agent's house <laughs> mm, oh my god my favorite thing is when these people who aren't even tan- who are barely tangential secondary characters on shows they're not even friends of are like um i just need to make an announcement i'm moving on from the show that like didn't have me ever i was a background performer and i just want to let you know that i'm filming something else like this wonderful real estate person who probably is very interesting put up some announcement that they're not returning she did i didn't know that really it's big slade energy where slade was like i made a decision not to return to real housewives and andy was like you because you're no longer dating someone why would you still have a path oh my that's really funny you're not a housewife it was giving me a little bit of um slade smiley energy and daniel i didn't i did not know that thank you for breaking that news to me i'm kind of obsessed i'm gonna have to check that out 
And, oh, yeah, you need to. And really, like, Danielle Staub may have set the stage for that because she was like, Andy, I'm not returning. This is my big announcement on Watch What Happens Live. And he's like, okay. But, I mean, but she even had a bigger platform to say that. Like, she actually mm-hmm. should say that. And that's fine because she wanted everybody to know it's her decision. You know what I mean? But I love quitting a job that I haven't held in several years. <laughs> it's my absolute favorite thing to do. And if I get to do that on a national television, then I've done something right. And <laughs> that's the only nice thing I'll ever say about Danielle Stav. Can I ask you one quick question, um, oh. followed by eight long ones? Um, when it comes to conversation on Radio Andy, have you felt like there was, when you're getting call-ins, when you're talking to people, have there been any major surprises to you about how people are receiving and absorbing the franchises of late? Has there been a, a, a consistent or um, recognizable conversation that people have really, really wanted to have? Does that make any sense? Um, like with Black Lives Matter or any kind of like, like uh, Me Too or any kind of movement, like cultural society, like a bigger scope in that sense? Um, I wish I meant that. I didn't. Or political. Okay. (laughs) Or I was going to say or political. More more about like the franchises themselves. Oh, okay. You're listening to people call in and you're like, oh, you're not, you're receiving this in a way that I didn't anticipate. People are coming hard against someone or in support of someone else Mm -hmm. in a way that was surprising to you. Oh, gotcha. I see what you're saying. Um, I think uh, there are some people who, uh, people really hate Kenya, you know? And um, and it, it, it's not that it surprises me that people will call in and there's just a lot, a majority of people call in with a lot of, you know, complaints about and things like that. And wow. um, and I, I get that. But at the same time, I, I'm like, well, good luck having a show, you know, <laughs> because yeah, I mean, for real, because I also think that Kenya can be very villainous, clearly, but mm-hmm. but it's but it's coming from an authentic place. Um, yeah, she really does believe the things that she's saying sometimes if she is being hypocritical mm-hmm. uh, and in her the things that happened between she and Portia and things like that. And so I, I would say that um, there are some people that perhaps call in regarding other characters that I'm sure I'm trying to think of some other examples, but I can't <laughs> I just like I'm like only thinking no, of Kenya. Okay. But I do. Well, it does, yeah, yeah. I just think that people have their favorites as well. But also as a whole, some people like have an issue with Dallas or something like just just like this is really Mm -hmm. tough to watch or we won't get a lot of people calling in because I'm like, is anybody watching this show? You know, (laughs) no. (laughs) Oh, my God. What an odd conversation starter. (laughs) think about Dallas in terms yeah it might be that there are people who are like I just don't want to talk about it I want to forget and that's fine like some people just aren't watching the show or like when we did OC you know there's some people that just weren't Mm -hmm. watching the show and that's totally fine I mean Mm -hmm. we we talked about it we covered it we talked about the things we wanted to talk about or didn't talk about and you know moved on but I think people have their favorites and and have their favorite housewives have their favorite characters and that's just and we always have a good time when people call and like air their grievances I always think it's fun I think it's really fun and I I think it's therapeutic for people to like call in and be like I can't believe this part you know this person to that because it's true like we are watching this we're so invested and like we don't have that best friend to talk to about this or text with like it's such an awesome environment to listen to a podcast 
where people are articulating maybe how you feel or, you know, it's mm. just great. So it's a community. I just also think just the energy from live, from radio. I mean, it's something oh, that I talked yeah, about on yes. Hill on the most recent AG. It's got to just add that extra excitement almost like the danger of it like what is this person gonna say when they call in god forbid they say i want to talk about kanye like that could go a thousand different ways and many of them aren't that good you know like it it yeah. must be just kind of like trying to steer that ship when you're dealing with the personalities of the people that you're discussing in terms of bravo and then just the callers in that's a lot to kind of have to drive, mm -hmm. right? It can't, I guess it can be. I haven't really found it to be that, surprisingly, I haven't found it to be that challenging, to be honest with you. We, oh, great. We do have someone who screens the calls, so that's obviously, mm -hmm. I, I'm a st already uh, winning, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if someone calls in and says something completely off the wall about what they want to talk about, which typically... If that happens, I mean, it is so off the wall. It doesn't even belong in the confines of like what we're even talking about or it like th that then we won't even put them oh through. But that's very rare. I mean, most of the time, you know, it's just people who are expressing their opinion, whether they agree with me or don't. And that's just it's it's a pretty welcoming platform in that I haven't really had to navigate my way through too many rough situations. There have only been like maybe a handful, maybe a handful over the years, only a handful. And and they weren't even really that bad or uh, we just cut it off pretty quickly and moved on. <laughs> or I diverted and then, you know, switched gears. I also feel like when it comes to, you know, hating on a housewife or as some people feel like genuinely hating a housewife, there is the element of respecting your villains when it comes yes, to- Yes, agree, Kenya. agree. And, and there's also the conversation or lack thereof where when you demonize someone, regardless of whether or not they deserve it for some terrible, you know, wild behavior, it's not really a long conversation to have. If you're just saying online <laughs> or whatever else, oh, I hate so-and-so, there's not a whole lot to go <laughs> Right, there. right, you know, right, like, right, right. We are all complicated people who do bad things mm -hmm. no one is immune from acting out or acting poorly mm -hmm. and on bravo it's like you either have to embrace the complications of being a person and also a bravo lab or just ride this wave to nothingness because <laughs> there aren't a lot of layers there if you're just like oh i hate this person and they're the worst you have every right to feel that way but like what next right you know what next and, and what and, else is there to say and why watch it seems like um torture <laughs> enjoy yeah. the journey I, enjoy yeah. the journey um I, the only thing i will say is uh, when beverly hills is on whew, mm -hmm. the 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 fans of that show they go hard and they may not call into my show and tell me they're mm -hmm. but i get really intense dms um long dms about you know their opinion and how it, it like i've never seen such fierce and intense uh loyalty towards certain housewives than i do in beverly hills mm. it's always blown my mind so this will be interesting because i think when we come up on beverly hills and this whole stuff with erica jane and everything i just i wonder i know that people will, are going to lose their minds and i'm going to I may not hear it on my show, 
but I will definitely get messaged about it. I can tell you that. <laughs> Where have people stood previously? Was it a lot of like LVP stands? Uh, yeah, LVP. Yes, or? LVP okay. fans for one. And then two, mm-hmm. you know, when they were ganging up on um, Denise Richards. Um, oh, right. Of course. And of course, so, course. you know, I, and I, I'm on the journey throughout the season. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like one week I'll be totally into what Rinna said. Like, she's on a show, so she she better step to it. And then the next week, I'm like, fuck all these Beverly Hills ladies. They <laughs> Denise Richards off of the show when she could have been so great for it, and I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still pissed about it. Like, I'm so bummed that Denise Richards is not on that show. And, you know, uh, so so I go, I kind of go back and forth, and sometimes when people come at me for, like, you know, you're coming after Rinna too hard because, you know, Denise signed up for this and she shouldn't be doing that and da-da-da. Um, it's just like a lot of that. Just a lot of fierce loyalty towards one character, uh, one housewife or another. And it's mostly on Beverly Hills. Wow, that's so interesting because we're looking at a season ahead. I mean, with everything going on with Erica Jane, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. I think it's just going to be a tough but very, very nuanced and interesting season when it comes to how the show is covering this Mm -hmm. and the ways that these women are forming alliances in majority to protect Erica, both for her, like, you know, court staff and then also reputation and future on the show, which Mm -hmm. is now her, like, super, super primary paycheck. Mm -hmm. And then the Sutton element of it all, someone coming in and and not necessarily being as willing to be a participant in this larger chorus Mm -hmm. and the pushback that she might get from her cast members and then maybe also I mean of course the Erica Superstands it's gonna be wild yeah I know not knowing anything about what Erica's Mm -hmm. gonna say where where are you how are you feeling about this uh I think that do I think that she knew more than we're probably going to hear about? Yes, definitely. When it came to the Erica and Tom of it all, just in the sense of like, it sounds like this was many, many years of something going on. And I think that we were, many of us were late to the game. I think she probably, regardless of, I'm not talking about like being involved in anything, but just being aware of Mm -hmm. of the tidal wave coming. Mm -hmm. I think that she's been aware that something has been going on for a while. I think the transition of trying to change that into a Tom Stupp someone else 15 years ago using like a first gen Nokia or something (laughs) is not the narrative that that it was not successful. I, I would say that was not a successful Instagram post, but I do appreciate her gumption. <laughs> yes. I do appreciate yes. Yes. the exact opposite of zero fuck she was trying to take when it came to portraying herself as a scorned wife. And one could argue, regardless, she was a scorned wife, mm-hmm. you know, with everything that's coming out mm-hmm. about uh, the allegations facing Tom. I mean, mm-hmm. it's horrifying. Um, And I think that, you know, the cast is going to rally behind her as best they can, probably because they think this is a really dark Mm -hmm. situation and they don't want it to ruin or hurt their brand. And thank God for Sutton, who's going to be the, the, you know, people's diamond. Yes. People's diamond. Oh, that's so great. I love that term. I mean, just a little bit, right? Don't you think? I'm I'm here for the story, and I think that we're all smart enough that if we don't, 
if we don't see on screen what we think is happening IRL, there are people who can connect the dots. And I'm just really thankful that Sutton's in the mix. Uh, according to the trailer, who knows how these episodes will actually play out? But what what are you thinking? How, what are you hoping for? Or thinking will happen going in? Well, I <laughs> I'm texting Brett because the buzzer just rang. I'm getting a liquor delivery. Someone sent me a Ooh, someone sent me a liquor Favolini. delivery, and he's in the other room. He did, he doesn't know what's coming. Favolini. <laughs> Yes, Fabellini's a coming right to my door for the weekend. Yeah, cheers, Louie. <laughs> oh, my God. I am so, um, like, I think that Erica is too smart. You know, she's smart. She's really, really smart. She's shown that to us over the years. And, um, and, and mostly by being silent on a lot of things, you know. And that's where I think that she is, <laughs> like, I'm... I'm like you're too smart to not know something was going on. That's where I'm. I'm. Yeah, however, <laughs> however, however, however. I mean, Tom is incredibly smart, and he probably had something where he was like, "There's no way that she's going to find out about any of this." Mm-hmm. And there is a way to live like that. There's a way to live where two people are married and they know nothing about each other's comings or goings. And certainly, when it comes to business. There is something to be said about perhaps she had no clue about what was going on with these lawsuits. I mean, it's very possible. My only thing is, like, she's just, she is smart. She's savvy. Mm-hmm. So, like, how naive can you be? And that's where that's where I'm at. Um, I would not want to be in Sutton's shoes. I was terrified when I saw Erica be like, then what? It was like a dog <laughs> foaming at the mouth. I was like, oh, mama. Like, I've never been more scared of a housewife in my life. I would oh take God. Teresa flipping tables all day. I'd be like, bitch, sit oh down. God, I mean, there's nothing. But that was severely, um, like, that was deep and that was dark. And, like, that lash out tells me something that, like, she feels obviously victimized and that Sutton has no idea. But when you lash out that hard, then maybe there's some truth to it. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And you can't have blind loyalty when it comes to stuff like this. And I think the cast members are going to be like, Erica... Renan's gonna be like, Erica, you gotta own it. You gotta tell us what happened. And then Erica's gonna be like, I don't know anything. Okay, honey, I got your back. You know, and that's that's what it's gonna be. And like the housewives that are going to stand by her side because that's what they are going. They're gonna choose to believe her, and that's great because that's what you want your friends to do. But what's gonna piss me off is I'm gonna have like you know deja vu and I'll be like, well, why didn't you just? Be, why couldn't you be there for Denise Richards? Why did you have to keep coming at her? Like, so now most of the cast is going to be behind Erica and they're going to stand by her. But Dorit is going to, when Dorit talks about orphans and widows, I'm going to lose my mind because it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. It's sad when you read it, then Dorit says it out loud and you're like, yeah, thanks for making it into a comedy. I can't take you seriously. Um, I just, uh, I think it's going to be really, really intense. I'm definitely here for it. I, I wish Erica the best. I hope she know she knew nothing. I really do, because I don't want any of our housewives to be horrible people. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I I know they are. I know they they all are, mm-hmm. and that's part of the the fun of it. But this level, you know, I'm like, oh, please tell me you knew nothing. Please tell me. I mean, I really think we all know the real victims in this crime, and that is her glam squad, who are now out of work, I would think, right? Yep. It's like, yeah, the You're victims, right. the widows, the injured people, and also her glam, glam squad. squad. Really? <laughs> That's right, right, right. 
Good when point. are they filing their claim for some shackles? <laughs> is my question because they're owed maybe fifty k a month. Who knows? Oh my god! She paying for her I know right you're right. She's gonna have to pick up some tips and do it herself. <laughs> I, know, I hope she's oh. been paying attention. I hope she starts a YouTube channel. I'm like, here's what I learned. <laughs> my makeup tutorials. <laughs> oh, my God. Erica, if you're listening, you can monetize yourself. Yeah, absolutely. New ways. Sky's the limit. Um, Sky's the limit. Listen, sky's the limit every time you're on Andy's Girl. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with you. I you love being on it. For you. I love you. Please come on my show soon, okay? Oh, my God. Would love. Okay, be great. There right now. I'll be there right now. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts on Kenya, and I can't wait. Oh, to good. Okay, great. All right, we'll set hours. it up. Um, listen, tell the people how to watch. How do they listen to Reality Checked? How do they read the book? How do they watch you on Watch? It's <laughs> obnoxious. I hate myself. I hate no, myself. No, I love um, you. I hate myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can listen to Reality Checked uh, five days a week, Monday through Friday on Radio Andy. That's channel 102 on Sirius XM. And um, my book is on pre-sale now. I hate myself. Um, no, you can get it anywhere. Lady Baller. Lady Baller. No, you're doing so much and you're, you're killing it. Oh, my you God. so many successes in so many different areas. And I'm so inspired by you. And That's you, so uh, nice. the, the book is on pre-sale. Where can people buy it? Be- Amazon. Harper Collins. Barnes & Noble. You, Link in bio. Um, Link in bio. And go, go to my Instagram, meet Amy Phillips. Thank you, Sarah. You're so oh nice. God. Listen, I hate to say this, but in the back of my head, I have been thinking about something that was said to me by Hannah several months ago, which is that women need to take up space. And Hmm. I do think that that applies. I've been using it too much that like when this summer house thing came out, I was like, wait a second. Was that related to some of the Kyle stuff? I'm hoping not. But I think that it is an important thing that we need to take up space. I do think that that is important. Like Hmm. you are, you have a book coming out that is a huge deal. That is something that should be celebrated. You are on the radio every day. There are only five days a week. I forgot to tell you weekends are out from now on. It's just Monday through (laughs) Friday. But like that is a very big deal. Like these are incredible, which I don't need to tell you about your successes except to say that I'm proud of them as someone thank you just watching i think that, that that's really means a lot to me impressive. thank you so much and let's, oh my gosh let, you know like i just think take up space like yeah take up that is space. such like, great i need i need to hear that i i do need to hear that i'm i feel very i feel very blessed by you by saying that and because uh you know it's like you, you kind of feel like you are taking up space so let me let me move out of the way you know and you're right I, as women we should feel empowered by that so thank you for saying that so my book is on pre-sale now <laughs> yes and guys take up space buy it from Barnes and Noble and then also from Amazon and then also we wanted to take up all this space on your bookshelf if anybody has a bookshelf still <laughs> my bookshelf is known as bravotv.com but I am yes. so excited to buy the book and read it and love it and look at the pictures and probably not cook anything but maybe yeah, try no to problem. make this I will take the Sonia the not the Sonia the stinger slinger stinger singer st- sipper stinger singer stinger sipper and I am so yeah. excited Thank for you. that to take up space in my tum guys Andy's Girls Patreon number one way to support the pod patreon.com slash Andy Scrolls starting at two dollars a month you get bonus episodes chances to guest co-host with me on Patreon apps invite to special Zoom events and more. It's the number one way to support the pod. Patreon.com slash Andy Scroll is going to be recording a new episode tonight. And Instagram at Dame Galley. You're not following me and you should um, do that and slide into my DMs and send me uh, long essays because they could be a future sat.
Satchel on an upcoming app. My goodness, my friend, you are incredible. You're amazing. I need your headphones ASAP because <laughs> they're very cute. And I look Thank like I'm wearing things right now because mine are Amy Phillips, thank you so much for coming. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Anytime. I adore you. I adore you. Guys, hope you're having a great and um, healthful. That's important. Slide into my DMs. Yes, that is important. Slide into my DMs. I want to know your thoughts on Hannah and everything else. And everybody, stay sane. Wear a mask. Get a vax. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.